I don't know, click the little three things that says edit. Now. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, edit and we're live, so that's cool. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we have been at this for approximately 16 months. Back in the days, whenever the pandemic first started, an invisible man and birds of prey, we're going to get all the Oscar nominations. And then neither one got any at all because both were, well, bad. So as always, I am joined this week by you, Jacob. How are you today? I don't agree with that sentiment, but I am doing fine. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into the show today. We've got a couple reoccurring, uh, reoccurring, whatever they are, returning. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. This is going to be a disaster. So returning guest coming back this week, but we've counted down the time. It's been a long time. We've been covering this award season for a very long time, whether it was through trying to figure out when we were going to do our award show, when the Music City Film Critic Association was going to do their awards, and trying to figure out what movies were going to be eligible, what movies weren't going to be eligible, the extended windows. Are we going to be in person? Are we not going to be in person? This has been a very, very long, 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 long season, and it's finally coming to a close, which I'm very happy for, Jacob, because in just four or five short months, we will be back talking about the Oscars again. So yeah, um, we don't get much of a break because right now, obviously, you know, Matthew and I cover a lot of stuff when it comes to football season. So this is technically the quote-unquote off-season, but it's there's no real off-season in football, especially fantasy football. But um, what do you think about the looking ahead of 2022, man? It's going to be crazy because we don't know. We still don't know what the hell's coming out because there's, I think, what was it yesterday? Another film got delayed. National Possible got delayed yeah. next year. Well, and- unless you know, unless Tom Cruise gets a Best Actor nomination out of nowhere, I think we should be fine with that. Um, but yeah, it's. Dude, it's weird. It's weird because, you know, I did my first 2021 predictions late of February last year, and I'm already working on my 2022 predictions, but it seems like, you know, I'll release those right after the Oscars, and then we're going to go right back into the season. But, you know, I'm just ready to – I'm ready for this one to be done. I think we all really know what's coming and ready to get on to the next one. There's a lot of good films that hopefully will – Hopefully we'll still have the release date and hopefully we'll still be back into that upper echelon of Academy films. Yeah. Cause this coming Friday, if my math serves me correctly, all the Regals will be back open and that's exciting to, uh, to even think about, um, you know, just theaters being back open, you know, Mortal Kombat's coming out, but of course may has a little bit more fruitful things on the schedule in June, July, et cetera, et cetera. But um, you know, I went back to the movie theater, see nobody, um, just an, it was it was a fine movie, you know what I mean. But it's it's kind of nice to kind of get in that swing of thing. And it's also nice to get some of that popcorn. To be honest with you guys, I miss the popcorn. It's the, probably the best part of the movie. Sometimes it really is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I'm over the Oscar season. But joining us as he does, 99.9 percent of the time, um, each and every week from the Fantasy Football Roundtable, Mr. I Matthew. How are you today? I'm doing good. I, I didn't realize we were talking Oscars. I thought this was the iCarly Appreciation Podcast. Oh, man. Well, that's we got that segment for later on in the episode with one of our okay. special iCarly experts joining us this week. I mean, he joined us last week, but that's whenever he revealed that he was, in fact, an iCarly expert. So 
You know what I mean? I, you know, the iCarly set, folks, please don't stop listening, but we will have the iCarly expert. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a yes, joke. Yes, very, very much was a Danger. joke. Same, the iCarly guy that talked about how bad Nomadland was. That's, that was the guy. Yeah, he's, he can't, we unfortunately brought him back this week to make you listen to him bash Nomadland again. So also joining us from the not rated film, this film, not rated, oh, rated film, so not rated. Close. And uh, I did with this podcast, okay. Mr. Eric Langford. How are you, buddy? God bless America, right? <laughs> oh, no, it's good. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. I pre- I'm excited to be back again. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of weird because you're wearing the same thing that I saw last week on last week's episode. So is that, did you shower since or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I don't believe in showers or crystals <laughs> or anything. So you are in the middle of Nomadland. Got it. It's perfect. Yeah. Also, I believe it's a natural defense mechanism that we shouldn't, you know, oppress. Got you. Very, very. <laughs> oh god! If they didn't stop listening about the iCarly segment later on, they just stopped listening. Because it's <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, funny humor. Also, uh, actually, you know, here we, you know, no further introduction. I mean, wow. Mr. iCarly himself, Mr. I Christian. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna home, know you just cut him off. For those of you at home, he was in the middle of getting ready to press his applauds and cheers, and I cut him off. So uh, there you go. But uh welcome to the show, the I call it. What's cool. going on, my dudes? Oh gosh. That was far worse, iCarly. Um, how are you this week, buddy? I'm doing great, man. You know, how just many back- episodes of iCarly did you watch? Oh, dude, I'm on like season five or six. I think there's seven seasons total, but like the like the later seasons are shorter. It's like not as many episodes. It's like maybe 10, 12 per. So I'm almost done. You know, I'm just enjoying stuff on Paramount Plus, man. You know, it's they, they got all the old Nickelodeon shows on there. So that's mainly why I got it. And for sports, whenever, you know, football starts back up. 95 episodes of iCarly. Yeah, 95. It's got a 6.6 rating on. Uh, hey, on FYI, iCarly is also on Netflix, so you don't really. Uh, need well, actually, stuff. FYI, the, only the first two seasons of iCarly oh, are on Netflix. You, that's Thank awesome. you very that's much. Do you need any more? So if you need the full iCarly experience, you better take your ass over to Paramount <laughs> Plus. Full so, Thank you very much. Over, over, if I try the show over under how many episodes do you think that I can possibly oh get through? Binge watch, like binge watch, next <laughs> binge watch is oh. be best iCarly episodes. Yes, especially yes. at the beginning because they're so young. I'm gonna say like three, maybe yeah. four. Yeah. Watch them backwards so you never have any context for <laughs> watch from episode ninety five. Like actually, one. watch it backwards and see if it makes a difference. One time when I went to go see the movie Electra in the theater, they reversed the middle reels, which I didn't realize until I got to the end. And I went out and I told the lady, "Hey, you you had the reels reversed in the middle," and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want another ticket?" And I was like, "Didn't impact my ability." To <laughs> I just thought it was some terrible jump cut. Oh my gosh. You thought that was the Christopher Nolan cut? I was like, ah, oh, this is. A oh my god, that's so funny. Have you ever, have you ever watched the movie? I mean, I get what's right. happening, but it's out of order. I don't think what? I ever rewatched it. Okay, Man, so I was gonna say I was gonna ask what's better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, just, that was it is kind of funny though. Like Twitter over the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, especially with the whole Snyder cut cult, um, has decided that they 
just now realized, I, I don't even think any of them have realized that every film can have a director's cut because there's like 70, 80, 90 hours of film for each. Like, so we could get a director's cut of Casino, which could be eight hours long. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Margot Robbie said there's a 20 hey, hour cut of I just, uh, I gotta we already got the eight hour cut of Casino. Oh, of, uh, uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, but you know, I do think the twenty-hour cut of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just um, feet? feet of, yeah. of Quentin Tarantino and his fast. Was it directed by Rex Ryan? <laughs> he co-directed. He, was, he wrote it. He right? directed. Rex Ryan was the DP. He's <laughs> casting director. <laughs> um, so, Matthew, I got to tell you, I, I have not missed theaters harder than you telling that story just now. Made me that miss was that. hilarious. That, I would love for something like that to happen. Only was, I don't even know how that happens. Yeah, <laughs> how do you? Yeah, theaters, nothing like it. Oh, there oh, isn't. Uh, don't even. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to have that conversation right now because that was a conversation earlier. Um, all right, folks. We are. Week. What you mean last? No, week? I was talking about. Yeah, last week. Yeah, last week. We I will report back, by the way, on the live Oscar show how many episodes I can make it through iCarly. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but well, I'm going to yeah. attempt it. I Netflix messes it up because like, some of the episodes are out of order, and I didn't really appreciate that. But like, Paramount Plus got it right. Thing. That seems like that's how uh, Matt likes it. <laughs> what, what well, you see, <laughs> with shows like iCarly, there's always the order that they were originally shot in and the yeah. order that they are they were distributed right. in. Yeah, they're all so, wide screen though, so it's pretty nice. It's you know, like, you know, Firefly, iCarly, they're interchangeable. 279 gotta... episodes of the Big Bang Theory from the end of January until the middle of March, and then we I... just started it over again to fill that void in our lives. Yeah, yeah, I did that as soon as it dropped on HBO Max. People actually watch uh, The Big Bang Theory. People people like traditional sitcoms, yes. I, I had never <laughs> seen it before the end of January this year. Never seen oh, really? a single episode on purpose. And I wa- it was, it I was like so the good. First that will actually yeah. is going to be seasons of that show. I watched first the first, first episode. I did a, the um, I did a pilot series when I was doing my pilot series. I watched the first yeah. episode. It's actually really funny. It's like it's the first episode was really and it funny. gets so much better. But yeah. I just I have no desire to watch. 700 episodes of one season. It's of, only you know, 279. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. For now we have, we have I Christian. We've got big bang. Matthew. Like we've got some, like <laughs> such a good like name. Sounds <laughs> like we're starting a porn podcast. And if anybody was listening, they're definitely not listening now, but, um, all right, folks, what we are going to do Everybody is... listens to Big Bang Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be part of the new cut of the opening of the intro. Oh my I would, God, I would change my Twitter handle if I didn't have so many people from church subscribe to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You just have to have the conversation 800 times. Yeah, I was talking about the show, The Big Bang Theory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We are going to go ahead and give our final predictions. Uh, we're going to go through each of these, uh, each of the big six categories, like we do each and every week. Um, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to go around the table, ask who we want to win and who we think should win. Um, say that one more time for those listening at home. Actually, some of those on the panel. We're going to give who we want to win and who we think's going to win. 
Um, I just want to share that with you guys one more time. But we're going to kick it off with the Best Supporting Actress category. Um, we got Yu Yong Jung for Minari, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Maria Bakova for Borat's subsequent movie film. You're welcome, Jacob. And kicking us off, we're going to let Matthew, Mr. Big Bang Matthew, kick us off here with his who he wants to win and who he thinks going to win. Who I want to win and who I think is going to win is the same. I'm going with the uh, grandma from Minari. Um, yes. I've seen her name listed two different ways uh, by media <laughs> professionals recently, so I'm not going to attempt it. I'm just going to say the sweet grandma from Minari. I so, okay. Yeah. With Chinese, they put they usually put the last name first, so some people flip that well, around. Well, it's very confusing because you mm -hmm. see different like major you sites can't decide. I'm like, yeah. I'm not waiting into this water. I'm going to go with Minari <laughs> some, Grandma. Some say Yoon Ya Young, and then some say Ya Young Yoon. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Grandma what? from Minari works. Eric, <laughs> kicking off to you, sir. Uh, I actually 100% agree Minari for both categories. Uh, Jacob. Who he wants um, to win is Maria Baklava. I'm going to say Olivia <laughs> Coleman, and no. Absolutely not. impression of Jacob that is crazy spot on and not let him talk. That's not good. <laughs> um, no, I'm probably actually, you know, I've been a huge Bakalova supporter. I'd love for her to win, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where she'll probably get more chances. You know, she's got a lot of movies coming up. Uh, Yunya Young has, you know, this might be her only shot. And so, yeah, I think she should win. I think she's going to win, and I hope she does win. Christian? All right, so who I think is going to win is going to be Maria from Abarat. And um, who Christian I want to win. <laughs> that and I, is I excite. I don't see uh, Mia from uh, anywhere on here. <laughs> I think oh, Christian God. listens to what everyone God. else says, and he goes, ah, I'm going a different than them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you think is going to win? Um, <clears throat> it's pretty much the same as Jacob. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Oh, no, she's like my seventh. That? She's oh. like my seventh or eighth spot. She no. There's only five not. in the category. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah, so, Ricky, Ricky disappeared. He needs a moment. <laughs> Olivia, yeah, Maria, and then Olivia. So okay, all right. Same with uh, me, I guess. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I'm sorry. That was my bad. All right, for me, I think Yu Young Jung is going to win. Um, personally. I would. That's who, that's it's the double way. It's for me. That's who I want to win. That's who I think is going to win. Um, I wouldn't. I don't hate the idea of Olivia Coleman, but that's not going to happen. But she was phenomenal in the father. We're gonna spice it up a little bit. We're gonna switch over to best director. Um, we're gonna go move on to the best director category. The nominees were Thomas Wittenberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mink, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land, and Emma Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Mister Lankford. I'm going to let you kick it off. Who you want to win and who you think's going to win. Olivia Coleman's not nominated. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Emerald Fennell is, is who I want to win based on, you know, just what I've seen from the direction from the movie. Uh, full disclosure, I have not watched Promising Young Woman, but I have seen a lot of it. And um, he has seen promising young men, though. 
<laughs> a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast presented to you by Pornhub. <laughs> I, I directed them to Big Bang Matt to you, oh and then. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's. I have to say, Ricky can't even complain. He did it. Um, you know, th- this is not best picture. This is best director. So. I feel safe in saying that based on the work behind the camera and the direction that I've seen Emerald Fennel, I have that gut feeling that this is the category that's going to go to Mank. I'm not sure if best picture will, but it's best director. I, especially because of his ties to his dad and the screenplay and the story behind that movie. I, I have a feeling this is going to go to Mank. So big, big bang, Matthew, do you, <laughs> Yeah, this is really, it's really hard for me because, uh, you know, Chloe Zhao and um, Emerald Fennell, I loved both their films. I love both their work. I'd love to see them um, both get honored. I'm I'm hoping Emerald Fennell will win the the screenplay award. I would love to see her her win here. That was my favorite movie of the year, but I think Chloe Zhao wins. And um, there's some just some beautiful shots and some beautiful performances in Nomadland, so I'd be deserved. Christian, follow it up. All right, so <clears throat> who I want to win is definitely going to be Emma Fennell. Promising one woman. One, one, I'm sorry, I was. <laughs> Matt literally just had me go on a fucking spiral. That was so. Okay, guys, we have not been drinking. I swear, <laughs> most of us have not been drinking. <laughs> no, I I haven't. I'm just. Oh my god. That. Uh. No, um, we we would know if Christian was drinking. He texted the group, guys. He wouldn't have showed no. up. He wouldn't have showed up. Speaking of promising young woman, he schedules a podcast for Kenzie and I to go on with him to do to review promising young woman and texts us during the day, texted me during the day. It was like, I think I'm too drunk to box. He texted our group and he said, Y'all, in that instant, I knew nope, not happening. No way. That right, was sorry. literally the poor. I'm sorry. There's a reason he's not asking for another round. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think it's it's going to win. As much as it goes against, I just, I don't know what it is about that film, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm tired of people just. didn't have any killing in it. That's what's wrong. (laughs) Thanos. We we all have movies that we irrationally hate. Most of mine just break Ricky's heart. That's very true. <laughs> and with Jacob. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, Jacob, you are up. Um, yeah, I think I'm going basically what everyone else said. Uh, Fennell, I would love if she won. That's probably my favorite direction of the year. I've talked about it a lot. I think it's the best. Um, I think that's the best real part of that movie. And the fact that that was like a directorial debut is even more just insane. Um but I think Chloe Zhao is going to win, um, and you know, rightfully so. I think it'll be a good win for for not only the film, which had some stellar direction, but I think for kind of a moment in history uh, that it's going to make as well. I think will be really important for it. It's unbelievable to me that in ninety-two years of the Academy, we've had <clears throat> one woman win Best Director. One. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very, very happy that this could be number two. 
I mean, I think this was only obviously this is the first year that's ever been a double nominated. I think this was the fourth and fifth woman to ever be nominated for the director category, if I remember correctly. Um, I am super excited for Chloe Zhao, and I do believe she's going to win. Um, I am on the same boat as everybody else here that I do think that Emerald Fennell is probably the most deserving because of the little things that she did in the film. But I think the little things that I love about Promising Young Woman, it's a little bit more razzle-dazzle, more up of Christian's cup of tea. <laughs> but that slow burn style of Nomadland, and there's certain shots in the film that um, there's a lot to talk about when you see Promising Young Woman, right? And there's a mm-hmm. lot of different sequences. A lot of the pieces of the puzzle go together within, the, within her direction. But how Chloe Zhao, she... It's just it's the little moments where she enhances and enrich, enriches the film in the moments where it's quiet and there's not a lot going on. The angles of which she uses, it's just it's beautiful and it's it's powerful because she does take a story that is that is very much uh, it's gritty. It's it's kind of just it's dirty and it's just, you know, a side of the world that someone like me didn't even begin to even understand or know anything about prior to watching this movie. You know, there's that powerful moment where Fern goes, you know, I'm not, I'm not homeless. I'm houseless. You know what I mean? Like that moment, like it sticks with you. And it's like little things like that, that kind of bring out just this beautiful direction that you just cannot not appreciate. So as much as I love Fennel, I love Zal's direction in my rewatch of it. I watched it a couple weeks ago and it's just, it's breathtaking. And, and it's one of those movies that I really just wish and I say this, Jacob and I talk about this all the time. It's just one of those movies I wish I would have saw in theaters because you have to appreciate the direction of that film, right? You know what I mean? And you can appreciate the cinematography, which is absolutely breathtaking throughout that entire film. And you do that because of just the way that she you know, has that art in the film. So like I said, I'm not mad about Chloe Zhao winning because I feel like she, of this category, it's, it's easily 1A, 1B. Um, for them and I, I i just it you can't be you can't go wrong with either one of these women winning so mm-hmm. so i'm very happy with it <clears throat> all right time to transition over to the best supporting actor category um the nominees were lakeith stanfield for judas and the black messiah paul racy for sound of metal leslie odom jr for one night in miami daniel kalua for judas and the black messiah sasha barrett cohen for the trial of chicago seven um i'm gonna let Christian, kick it off. Who do you want to win, and who do you think's going to win? I mean, I think I think the think's going to win is going to be the same across the board because there's only yeah. one right answer here. So yeah, um, <laughs> honestly, my wanting and thinking is for the same persons for uh, Dan Kalua. Honestly, um, I mean, I just be, it's it was I, his performance really just like blew me away. Like when I when I watched it, and it's just I mean he he shot on a few pounds for the role, which is you know always appreciated. <laughs> He played a nineteen-year-old so well. <laughs> I I don't. It was just. I mean, even with his accent, it's like. I mean, usually Brits have a easier time mimicking American accents or vice versa. But like, I don't know the way that he like spoke in that film was really just. It was just really amazing, and I don't know. I kind of had to put the uh, subtitles on a few times, but you know, it was worth it. <laughs> Jacob, to you. Um. Yeah, I think Kalia is definitely going to win. Um, and I think, honestly, I think if there's anyone that was potentially going to take him, 
it would probably be Paul Racy at this point. Um, I think Charles Chicago Seven's losing way too much steam. Um, I think uh, Daniel's going to take all the votes from Lakeith, and I think kind of Leslie Odom Jr. got in, but I think that was the um, that was the kind of height for that. You know, he's going to win another one that night, hopefully. Um, but I think Paul Racy, who really actually gives the only supporting performance of the entire supporting nominees. Um, I think he has as best shot as anyone uh, to get that spot. And I actually, I would like to see him win uh, supporting actor actor. I think it'd be really, uh, really cool for him and really cool for Me. just that kind of win, but it's going to be Kaluuya and I'm just as fine with that as, you know, Christian is. I like the way he spoke. Uh, Eric, to you. Uh, I also thought it was going to be Kaluuya. I, Kind of wanted to be Lakeith Stanfield. Is that weird? How how did they feel? No, like not is all. there not a lead in that movie? Or so okay. Well, so that's here's the, what they were saying. The hang up. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Here's what they were saying. They were saying that like with the Oscars, it doesn't have to be whatever, whatever it's pushed at. The Oscars can do whatever they want, and so they're saying that there was enough support in, for Lakeith, probably in lead and supporting that he got enough votes to get into the supporting as well as Kaluuya, who Kaluuya was pushed to supporting the entire year. Um, so they're saying that's potentially what happened was there was just enough support for him and both that eventually got him pushed over into the supporting category because they, yeah, like I said, they don't have to go off whatever people say. Which the thing about it is, is at the end of the day, for me, I don't really care because now the key Stanfield can say that he's an Oscar nominated actor. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I agree. Really pivotal. And I think that's important. Hey, and what he, as he said on his Instagram, he's the first person with a face tattoo to get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> um, <laughs> did everybody go already? I think so. Right. Uh, Matt, Matt, you went. Oh, Matt, you're up next, buddy. <clears throat> I, you know, I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to win. Um, if I had, if I got to pick one that I wanted to win for me, it'd be Leslie Odom Jr. I loved his performance. Uh, I like that movie uh, better. Yeah, for me, um, for me, I. What do you say? <laughs> it's another one he hasn't one. seen. I. <laughs> Christian doesn't have an Amazon it's Prime. It's not bad. Okay. I really hope. The, I really hope nobody from the Music City Film Critic Association listens to my podcast. Um, all right. So moving over to the support, supporting actor for me, um, obviously Kalua gives a powerful performance in Judas and the Black Messiah. He's going to win hands down. I, I don't think this is this is a shoe in, right in, just mail. You know, just go ahead and send him his trophy. Me personally, um, I'm in the same boat as Matthew. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. gave one of my favorite performances of 2020 of, of all acting. You know what I mean? He'd be in that top 10 of just all of the performances. Um, I am dying, dying to get a Sam Cooke movie um, now, a biopic with him starring in it, because I feel like he just did such a great job in that role that I really feel like he could kill it. Um, I don't hate the idea of Paul Racy winning for the same exact reason that Jacob said. I think he's phenomenal in Sound of Metal. I do believe that he is the heart of the film of which that it's him in those little moments that really bring out the best, I think in Riz Ahmed and obviously the powerful scene at the table that Christian doesn't know anything about. 
is really, really yeah. good, and it's really moving, and it's one of the best scenes of any movie of the year. I think it's mm-hmm. heartfelt. It's heartbreaking. Um, for me, that performance was on another level. Just that whole film is because growing up with a sister that is deaf and oddly enough watching that movie and then within the last couple months my sister has gotten the cochlear implants in her ear and after 35 years i'm 35 years old being able to actually have a conversation with my sister for the first time was one of the most moving things i've ever done in my entire life you know what i mean so it's really cool to watch that film and watch it get the love that it has gotten because any other year, Sound of Metal is is probably sweeping up all of the little awards, the independent awards, and isn't being nominated for Oscars mm-hmm. on any other given year. It just wasn't, period. So, again, I love – actually, I really love all of the nominees in this category but one. But um, <clears throat> moving on to – let's see here. Moving on to Best Picture. Um, we're going to save Actress for Last um, just because <laughs> I don't know – that's gonna be that's gonna be the last thirty minutes of the show. We're gonna be exactly. Yeah, we're gonna all waffle all over and like not be able. To- <laughs> so, best picture. We talked about these last week. We're gonna run through them real quick. Obviously, the nominees were The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minori, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of Chicago Seven. Um, who do you want to win, Eric? And who do you think's going to win? Didn't you start with me last time? And I'm starting with you again. Excellent. So yeah, we just like you so much. Oh, <laughs> um, somebody's lying. Careful, you seem like a promising young man. Um, sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, so I want having to lock it into one. I want a uh, promising young woman to win, but Minari's gonna win. Okay, and I don't hate that Minari's gonna win. Matthew, do you? Promising Young Woman was my favorite movie last year. I would love for it to win, um, but I think No Man's Land wins. Jacob? Uh, I would love Minari to win um, for the same reasons as we said last week. I, It's kind of an embodiment of not only every Best Picture nominee, it's kind of an embodiment of what the Best Picture should be, but I think, uh, like Eric said, I think No Land's going to win. Or not, Eric. Uh, Matthew. Christian. Um, I would uh, want uh, like uh, the father to win, but I actually am gonna kind of. <laughs> I'm. I'm going. To, what? It's just because it's different picks from everyone. Else. It's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, so actually, no, he has like, seen the father. He has yeah. seen the father. The only the only one I haven't seen from Best Picture is Sound of Metal, and I do plan on watching that. Uh, but I actually think the trials of Chicago. You haven't 7. watched it since the last podcast. We told you, you had a to whole week. The you had a whole I've been. Busy. I bet you watched a lot of iCarly. <laughs> no, he's in the same spot he was last week. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. So, what have you been doing? Okay, all right. So, who do you who do you think is going to win? I I actually think Trials of Chicago Seven is going to win just because it's. I mean, it, it kind of just reminds me of like when Green Book won. I but personally, I don't think that film should have won that year but it, it just it seemed like the safest pick. okay jacob left <laughs> oh here he is it, 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 it just seemed like i mean when when green book won it just seemed like a very safe pick and i think charles charles compared to something else we have huh? other movies like that 
I'm so I, happy that I, I didn't mean, have to I, say I mean, this. I, I mean, I don't like. I don't necessarily want it to win. I just, I, I don't know. Something tells me it's going to. But you, I, so you fine. think you think Trial of the Chicago Seven and not uh, mm-hmm. Mank would be the one to steal for those reasons? Because it's mean, like that, it's just both of them have different they're, traits they're, to be expected. Okay, so but the thing about it is the idea. I've seen somebody else tweet this out, and that's the reason why I even mentioned it. I also mentioned it once upon a time just to make Jacob mad, but that's just what I like to do on Twitter <laughs> sometimes. Um, the comparison just comes with the idea of the whitewashing. That's basically the idea of why everybody thinks that you know it's you paint this picture of. You know, I'm talking about diversity. I'm talking about diversity, but it's kind of like whitewashing. That's the only reason why the people compare the two. Do I think that the comparison is justifiable? Christian said yes, so I go with Christian. But um, (laughs) I go with the guy Carly expert. But um, for me, my favorite movie of last year, I've I've been on record saying this about a thousand times, but The Father is the best movie I saw last year. It's one of the most pulverizing figures of movies I've ever seen. Um, speaking of which I talked to, we haven't, you know, yeah. So we didn't even talk about best, best actor yet. I forgot about that. So <laughs> thanks guys like, for letting me know that next category was going to be the last category. Is gonna be best I thought you were just trying so, to like shake it up, honestly. I just you completely know, forgot about it. So, um, I don't remember why I forgot about it, but <clears throat> talking about the father gets me there. But for me personally, I'm in the same boat about Minari. I feel like it is a definition of the, you know, I talked about it last week and, but I do think that Nomadland is going to win. I do think that there's like a, like a, it's like 50% for me that Nomadland wins. I, it's, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if we really have two years in a row where we have director and picture going to the same film. It'll be very, it's, does, it's not always, ha- doesn't always happen. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that never, it's a rarity. And last year we really kind of saw that and that just kind of surprised me. So I think what was the last time before that was Shape of, no, Shape of Water. Didn't yeah, Shape of Water part. got better. Yeah. Yeah, so Shape of Water was the last time. And then prior to that, I think it was a long time before that. Yeah. But moving on to Best Actor. Um, I completely forgot about this category. I don't even know how. Steven Yeun for Minari. Gary Oldman for Mank. Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Black Bottom. Riz, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Uh, Jacob, I'll let you kick it off. Um, I'll be easy on this one. I think Chadwick Boseman should win. And I think he's going to win. Um, you know, I... I talked about it a lot you know watch the movie before you start saying oh he won because he passed um i rewatched ma rainey's i think two weeks ago and his two his two monologues he gave were just still as heart earth shattering as ever um his moment at the end i don't want to spoil it for anyone his moment at the end with toledo was devastating and um you know, Ma Rainey had probably one of my favorite scenes of the year when he kind of broke through that wall and looked up and saw that 20 foot high corridor. Um, I just think, I think Chadwick Boseman's performance was so much of pushing to get that to that spot, pushing to get to that spot, pushing to get to that spot and just being told no over and over. And um, I think he was just absolutely phenomenal. I think, uh, you know, people have been going around saying their best, best actor winner of the last 10 years. I think behind Casey, I feel like he would be my number two of the last 10 years. I think he was just absolutely phenomenal. I'll go next. Um, and I'll say the complete opposite of everything that Jacob just said. Um, I do think that Chadwick Boseman gave one of the best performances of the year. Um, in this category, he gave my third, be- third favorite performance. Um, 
Also in stating, yes, he had two very good monologues, but for me, Anthony Hopkins had a one full length entire movie that he was fantastic from start to finish. Um, I think it's Anthony Hopkins' best performance of his career, which is insane to think about at 83 years old, that he gives such a moving, heartbreaking performance. Um, I think there is a 0.0% chance that he wins, even though he won BAFTA today. I think that was his win um, of this, and that's the only one that he's gotten, basically, this entire um, award season. But I do feel like that was just the precursor of saying, hey, look, we recognize you. Um, and that phenomenal performance, but you know, Chadwick Boseman is going to win the Oscar. It's going to be a great moment. I'm not mad about it because Chadwick Boseman does give a phenomenal performance. I will touch on that with what Jacob said. He's not going to win just because he's passed. I do think that uh, anybody that says that is just lazy and idiotic. So uh, moving on over to Eric, who do you want to win? Who do you think is going to win? You know, just being honest about myself personally, I kind of want Riz Ahmed to win. Yeah, I'm not mad about that. I wouldn't, mm. yeah. Yeah, like, I, and I just, it's one of those ones, like, you say the father, you think is a 0.0. I don't know. Based on just Anthony Hopkins' reputation alone, I think he's not, he's never a zero. Even when he, ha- if he hasn't done a movie that year, or if he's done Thor Ragnarok, he's not a zero. But, I don't know, Riz Ahmed to me feels like the one that they're just never going to pick in a million years, and I would kind of want him to. Um, he's just seeing him in the other movies that he's been in, whether it's Nightcrawler or Rogue One or anything like that. Yeah. The way that he has just the way that he had to stretch himself for this. And you guys talked about this uh, two weeks ago on the podcast, just the sheer amount of work that he had to do to be prepared to go through this and then put himself on display. Like he did like that, just that scene alone with Paul Racy. I don't know that, but, but I think Chadwick Boseman's going to win, and I think it's deserved. Christian. So for me, I'm actually going to go kind of with um, for who I want to win would definitely be uh, Anthony Hopkins for pretty much everything Ricky already kind of, uh, um, you know, portrayed. I don't really think there's not much else to say because, I mean, when I watched it, it was just – it really just made you – it, it, it was a mind fuck. That's number one. Like it was insane. But um, I've watched it twice. But uh, so who I think is actually going to win would be Chadwick uh, Chad Boseman for Miami's Black Bottom. Um, I really did enjoy that film. You know, it was it wasn't too long, wasn't too short. Uh, you know, his monologues. I always enjoy a good monologue. But um, you know, they, they they really just kind of spoke to me in a certain way. And yeah, Matthew, do you? You know, I really think when you're talking about who do you want to win, it's it's got to be Gary Oldman, just a tremendous actor who's constantly overlooked. I was waiting for that. No, bring well, him back. I'm he just was, kidding. He was putting I, on some good points. I told Rick. Uh, no, Chadwick Boseman is who I think is going to win, and he's actually and he, who I who I want to win. I I liked a lot of the other performances, uh, aside from the one that I did a send up of, um, that were great. It, but I, 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 I liked Chadwick Boseman's performance the best. Time to switch over to the category that nobody knows who's going to win. Um, oh Lord! The nominees for Best Actress: Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrea Day oh. for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. 
Um, to just recap real quick, what this award season has brought to us, the Golden Globes went to uh, the Golden Globe went to Andre Day. Critics' Choice went to Carrie Mulligan. The SAG Award went to Viola Davis. And today, BAFTA decided to throw an even bigger loop into the plans and award their Best Actress to Frances McDormand, the only person in this category that has not won any of the big awards and actually hasn't really won any awards is Vanessa Kirby, which really and wouldn't that really surprise. Means- She's probably going to win the Oscar. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, this has been one of the most insane races um, since I've been really like doing this sort of Oscar thing. It's 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 been I, for me like obviously I think Jacob and I talked about this off the air. Like best directors already figured out, best actors already figured out, supporting actress, supporting actor. Like they're all. 95 90 let's just say 90 percent locks some of them obviously like 99 even 100% locks right best picture is kind of a toss-up between a couple films but this category if whatever name they say would not surprise me it, it's 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 that insane and to be honest with you it's five phenomenal performances right you know what I mean like just five very very good performances I, I don't think Vanessa Kirby's getting nearly enough love um I think the problem there is I don't think um, the older Academy that we were talking about last week watched the first 30 minutes of that movie because that first 25, 30 minutes of, of Pieces of Woman is probably the best acted scene of last year, I think. You know what I mean? It's just invigorating. It's insane. It's emotional. It's raw. It's it's intense. And it's, in, yeah, it's just all of those things. But so let's go around the table. Um, this should be the fun one of figuring out um, who everybody's going to predict to win, but um, obviously the uh, the one of the presidents of the Carrie Mulligan fan club will let it kick it off because we already know who he's going to say who he think he wants to win, Mr. Matthew. Fox. He already unmuted his mic. He already knew. He knew he was coming. He knew he's, I was coming he his was way. He said, "All right, let's go." Well, me, uh... <laughs> Big Bang Matthew was ready to go, baby. He was ready to go. Oh so, my life. <laughs> We're going to get a TVMA for this uh, episode. <laughs> you have to put a little uh, explicit next explicit. to it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful because uh, Bruning said once you put it on there, they just won't let you take it off after a certain period oh, of time. That is uh, very true. <laughs> isn't that what Big Bang Matthew says whenever somebody... <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. So... Uh, this, it, this, comes, this comes as no surprise in anticipation of my binge watch, uh, Carrie Mulligan, which drops on uh, Thursday the 21st. But uh, she's who I want to win, and I don't want to live in a world where she doesn't win. So that's who I'm going to say is going to win. All right. And Eric. You know, like the rest of the time, I want to root for everything I know about and I've seen for Promising a Woman, but I just haven't seen it and so it would feel disingenuous to say her that i want her so i'm gonna go with viola davis and i think viola davis is gonna win though like i either her or francis mcdormand but i i just see i see it going to viola davis uh even though chadwick boseman also will likely win actor like i i still say it would be quite interesting to see two of the movies uh win actor and actress and not have the best picture it'll be Interesting to see that movie go four for four and not get best <laughs> picture. Uh, Christian. So I am actually going to go with who I would um, 
wants when it's going to be Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. Um, I actually, I'm actually surprised someone said Viola De- uh, Davis just because I didn't, I like I I loved her in that role, but I didn't think that was like lead actress role worthy. It's I I, I again two weeks ago they were kind of talking about how it's sort of a she did well enough that nobody's going to be upset if she gets mm. picked. And then there's the rest of the work that she's been doing over the last couple of years. That is very true. Well, right. I mean, she does have. So an what Oscar I hear you saying is we've got to send the Academy Award voters season five of How I to Get Away really. with Murder screeners, <laughs> and that'll just cure this. Season right five away. of there you go. Go. <laughs> The um, thing about it is, the problem they had was the movie is named Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's yeah. the only reason why she's in. Which is crazy it's because if the they would have put her in supporting, though. she would have ran away with supporting. Yeah, I think I'm, she would destroy. Even I love um, the grandma from Minari, but she would have been. It would have been lights out Viola this entire off season. So Christian, what were you going to say about winning? Uh, so uh, I was going to. Say, I actually, I actually think Vanessa Kirby's going to take it home. I really liked her and um, pieces of a woman. Honestly, probably the only reason why I like stuck through the rest of that film and because you know we only had a time limit of like two hours to watch it but <laughs> but yeah well I, I i i genuinely really loved her performance in that movie you know it's it's all about loss and you know forgiveness and whatnot and kind of just tears you apart tears you apart but jacob um yeah no i mean i think i think everyone said some pretty solid things um I think you're right with Vanessa Kirby. I think that first 30 minutes is probably some of the best acting from not just Vanessa, from everyone involved, um, you know, names I won't say on this podcast right now. Um, but I do think that that was probably some of the best overall acting of the year. But I really think once you get to that last. Was it acting? Okay. Um. <laughs> um, but I think once you get to that last, uh, that last, um, uh, like courtroom scene. I yeah. really think that if you made it to that, I think that should have been Vanessa Kirby. And I think that is going to be her, you know, her Oscar clip. And yeah. you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to sit there and be like, Oh, like I never saw this. Like, yeah. Cause you probably turned it off 20 minutes into the movie. Um, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is a hard one. I, I want Carrie Mulligan to win. I think she would be such a good win. I think if she doesn't win this year, I'm going to be just supporting the hell out of her for next year. Um, but I don't know. It's so hard to go against Viola Davis. Uh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go Carrie Mulligan. You know what? Screw it. I'm on the, I'm on the fan club. I'm with Matt. Um, <laughs> I think, I think she should win. I think ultimately she's going to win. Um, it's such a weird it's such a weird year. There's not really any kind of precursors that are gonna help. I don't think it's gonna be Francis McDormand. I think Nomadland's gonna get enough to where they're gonna spread it around. Um I, I it's hard for me to see Ma Rainey take both best acting and not get best picture nomination, even though it easily was probably ninth. Um but yeah, I it's I think promising a woman maybe has the most going for it. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to be my pick is Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. So this, this category is, is loaded. Like I said, I, I wouldn't hate any of these, even Andrea day. She gave a 
very good performance in a very bad movie, but it would be second consecutive year. Well, actually, I think she gave a better performance than Renee Zellweger did last year in Judy, which I just thought was atrocious of a film too. But um, for me, I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm in the, I'm in, I'm a Carrie Mulligan, you know, bus as well. Um, she gave probably it's hard. It's really hard for me to say she gave my favorite performance of the five. I feel like she did, but at the same time, like I really love Vanessa Kirby's performance and I really love Viola's performance. I do know Viola was not in as long. She's only like in the movie like thirty three minutes. But no, nope, not even. She's in the movie twenty like twenty six. She's not even in the movie for thirty minutes. So which is the twenty six minutes that she's in the movie though, she's captivating. She dominates the screen. She dominates your attention. But I mean, obviously, whenever the opposite, I think Carrie Mulligan does dominate the attention in your you know screen from start to finish. Um, I do agree with the sentiment that I don't think McDormand really has a chance. I I think that this is down to Mulligan, Day, and Davis, and I, I really feel like it's if it comes down to that, like we think it is going to, I really think Mulligan has a chance. But my only scare here is they're going to award Promising Young Woman. Obviously, I think screenplay it, it's probably a shoe in for screenplay. Um, but I think that might be its only win. And and it's kind of one of those, we're going to award this film regardless of its tone and stuff like that. So for me, um, obviously I want Carrie Mulligan to win and who I think is going to win. I have no clue. So, um, that, Boo! Wraps, that wraps I, think, I think that's a good Boo! Note. Boo! Boo! No. That that's an interesting note, though, Ricky. The idea that like you give it a screenplay nomination and you're awarding the story without awarding the story. That's well, I, yeah. I that's what I was thinking. That's what I think is gonna happen with the father. Yeah, I the think father's father gonna, gonna win adapted screenplay, and that's gonna be, you know, it didn't get the director nomination. It's not gonna win actor. It's not gonna win production design, film editing, all that. But I think it's gonna win screenplay as a way of like rewarding Florian Zeller for his work and rewarding the whole film as a whole for, um, for it kind of being, you know, how, what it was and how good it was and that whole story. Um, so I think the same thing's going to happen with, uh, the father in adapted screenplay. Yeah. I think it's win today was pretty solid. It's, it's kind of pu- putting its force in there, but I feel like the same way with the father as I do with promising young woman, I don't feel as strongly as it being in that top tier of, you know, best picture, even though it does have the right nominations. I just, I could see a night where, you know, the, the screenplays go to the two films that don't win anything else. And and that wouldn't surprise me one bit, but that doesn't really leave me open to know who the hell is going to win the award anyway. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to each and every single one of the Oscar shows that we've done. We've done a lot of them. It feel like it's, yes, it's been forever and it's because it has been. And um, I appreciate everybody listening Remember, if you've made it to the 50-minute mark of this podcast, first off, thank you so much. I don't know why you made it this far. But second off, the night of the Oscars, we are going to be doing a live show after they are over, giving our initial reactions and thoughts of the Oscar winners, maybe throwing some stuff. Maybe whenever, um, you know, like Christian pointed out, Trial Chicago 7 pulls a green book. Uh, If anything like that happens, we will be here talking about it when Carrie Mulligan doesn't – if Carrie Mulligan doesn't win, Matthew Fox will be on here yelling and screaming about that. And when No Man Lynn's best director, Christian will be complaining about that. And Eric will be talking about Big Bang Matthew a lot. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow everybody on the panel. Follow Matthew Fox on Twitter at Nighthawk7734. Give 
Eric a follow at High Contrast Film FLM. Give Jacob a follow at T Berry fifty seven. Give Christian a follow on Twitter at iCarly. Um, and then thank you so much for listening to the show. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>